Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Welcome back, friends. This time we've got tampons, Johnny's, and friendship. Sounds like the story of my life. Oh, and there's also Fiji and Kinky Priests. So, you know, if that floats your boat, tune in for the next half hour. Remember, if you want to join in, that number to voice note is coming up a bit shortly. Lots of first-time callers, FTCs, this season, which is lovely. Or long-term lurkers who have just decided, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Remember what I said the last time that we met? This could be one of your last chances to get your voice heard so no regrets please at after the tone pod if you want to play along at home you know what to do on the things in the thumbs <laughs> chance to be a fine thing a thumb <laughs> don't be vile why does everyone bring down the tone in here i'm a very classy establishment um i've got my tea on the go i've just made myself the most stunning cup of tea so i've got an ego like nobody's yeah it took a cup of tea for that to happen we've pressed the big red button and i'm in a sort of let's get to the point mood today so producer deb open up the doors and let's see who wants in today Hi Scotty, you asked for a couple of things today that I thought I could come back on. The first one is um, you asked for people who had tangential brushes with celebrity and I wanted to share my very, very brief flash of celebrity. When I was very little, we lived in a flat above the village hall, like we rented this place and part of it was that we had to look after the village hall, or my mum did really, and uh, they filmed Lovejoy there. So that's also aged me quite uh, specifically, I would think, for certain listeners. Um, Very exciting, you know, kind of like cameras everywhere and then like small little version of me running around being like, whoa, what's going on? And then the other thing was um, you talked about covering your exercise books and I had like a a full-on flashback of covering my exercise books, using it as one of the only ways, I think, at school where I could 
like express my individualism or like a uh, rebellious nature beyond like being a little shit and getting kicked out all the time um and i covered all of my exercise books in adverts for tampons and johnny's just to be offensive and um it really worked loads of the teachers were really angry with me but they couldn't find any reason why i'd actually done anything wrong like which rule i'd actually broken so the johnny's and the tampons got to stay thanks bye <laughs> living for your rebellion actually really living for your rebellion it's so amazing how that thought from last week just really was such an evocative moment for me where I was like you know you just forget about these things and then they suddenly hit you you're so right I went to Catholic school as many long-term listeners will know and there are very few opportunities where you're able to demonstrate who you are actually yourself do you know what I mean and so I really like I really love that you've done that. Where did you find adverts for Johnny's and Tampons? I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Because what's being inflicted there upon you is a sense of shame. Because aren't teachers and guardians supposed to tell us ways of looking out for ourselves when we're young adults? Do you know what I mean? But I guess, though, with Catholicisms on the go... The tampons and the the Johnnies are illegal, aren't they? My mum tells such a sad story about her relationship when she first started coming on her period, about how it was spoken about. Such levels of shame. So who knows, you might have de-shamed some people in your class. (laughs) Love, Joy! (gasps) That's the level of celebrity. Is he still alive? Now, if people don't know who Love, Joy is, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It, It really doesn't matter. What was his name? John Grant? I thought he was that gay singer. Oh no, it was created by John Grant. Is it created by the gay singer called John Grant? No, no, it's just, it's a different John Grant. Who knew that? Um, It's played by Ian McShane. Sorry, I'm just reading it here. It was an English actor. Well, I could have fucking told you that. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's 80. Oh, I wonder if he's still selling. Oh, he's had a few wives. Yeah, look at that. I always love finding out what these people's parents did. Let's have a look at what the parents did. Parents, uh, a Scottish footballer. Oh, well, there you go. That's my exciting uh, anecdote about Lovejoy. I mean, when I'm talking about brushes for fame, I want to know if you've ever won any money on a game show, really. That's what I'm looking for. Hello, Scotty. Hello, Debbie. Hello, Tim Katmeyer and everyone in the pub. Hello, Jojo. It's mate Kate here. I'm just responding to your message from a couple of weeks ago where you talked about the fact that you'd moved away and how your friendships from when you were younger are still ongoing. I'm part of that friendship group. You're a big person in my life. You always have been, well, since we were about 14 and I think you always will be. And I just wanted to say that I completely agree with what you were saying about how distance isn't always the issue that you think it will be. I was so upset when you left to go to Edinburgh. I remember being very, you know, worried about how it would be when we were going to be so far apart because we literally grew up round the corner from each other. I mean, our parents still live within about a 45 second walk from each other. We spent days after school drinking many cups of tea and eating loads of biscuits in each other's parents' kitchens. And I remember thinking, 
when you left up to Edinburgh, I was like, how are we going to manage with that distance? But actually, it's not been an issue at all. Every time I speak to you on the phone, it's like it's been no time at all. We also have loads to catch up on because we don't live around the corner from each other anymore. So that's been really lovely. I really liked what you said about the fact that you had been in a bit of a toxic friendship group before you met us. And um, I have a vague memory of that being somehow tied to the year eight dance evening that Miss Kemp organised. I seem to remember that there was something to do with your previous friendship group having a dance with cowboy hats and then you actually ended up being in a dance with me and our other friends that didn't have cowboy hats. But can you shed any more light on the situation? Anyway, I love you and I can't wait to see you in August and maybe we'll do a little joint entry to the pod because we'll finally be in the same place at the same time. Love to all of you, but mostly to Jojo. Well, when this first started, I thought... I've never met this person in my life. I don't know. I, I, I've not, I wasn't at that school disco. What the fuck are you on about? Then I realised not everything in this place is centred around me. <laughs> Unfortunately. I've tried my very hardest, but apparently you all lead very separate lives. Um, yes, this is in response to long-term listener Jojo. Oh, I felt, I felt a bit, I don't know if other listeners felt, I felt like, oh, I don't know if I should be listening. <laughs> But the other side of me, which was like glass right up to the wall, listening fully, being like, I want to know the ins and outs of these people's lives. How wonderful, these beautiful moments of shared friendship. The school disco, oh, the most traumatising moments of people's lives. They are the worst. I think if you like queer and or fat, just the worst moments in life, aren't they? If you've got any school disco horror trauma that you want to share absolutely here to listen to it. I just remember, because it was like, again, going to Catholic school, it was the first time, the school disco, that you're actually allowed to wear your own clothes. And I just did not, the first time I went, realise the level of scrutiny that people will have over what clothes you were put in. I just did not realise. And from that moment onwards was a very big eye-opener for me. Anyway, so lovely to hear this friendship and I really hope that we do get an August phone call I hope it's got nothing to do with that fucking Edinburgh Fringe Festival Festival Television Festivals all of that malarkey we just want to know about your friendship we don't want to know about arts fucking capitalism here do we Debbie no um so Jojo look at that isn't that lovely there's something very sweet about that that um slight rebuttal I might say make Kate slight rebuttal you know I miss you etc do you know what I mean but I'm here for you very nice. But yeah, I did feel a bit like I was snooping on somebody's conversation. More of that, please. I feel like Esther Ransom after that, connecting people. Did she connect people? No, more Cilla Black, really, wasn't it? Yeah, Debbie. Debbie's nodding at me, Cilla Black. I mean, in some lights, Debbie, people do... No, they don't, do they? No, she's saying I'm a, I'm a fucking liar. No, no. Okay, fine. All right, Debbie. She said... What did you say? She said more like Jeremy Beadle. Go fuck yourself, Debbie. Hi, Scotty. It's, uh, it's Gareth. Where are my manners? Scotty and crew. First time caller. Um, long time listener. I know how much you like the uh, travel postcards, so I thought I'd send one. I don't know if you can hear the water in the background. I'm in Fiji. First time I've ever been to Fiji, living in Australia, so we've come over for a holiday and stayed at a beautiful hotel. So I'm sat on a coral beach uh, with beautiful turquoise water and the sun beating down and it is beautiful I'm sat under a palm tree but 
harking back to one of the stories earlier about the working class uh, and feeling out of place in these sorts of locations it very much feels like that to me uh, it's beautiful but it's actually um, a little bit alienating to help overcome that we've come up with a game of white lotus because the place is very white lotus singing on arrival giving you necklaces and all that kind of stuff so we've uh, we've every night we decide who we're going to kill and who makes it through the holiday and people's change people have nicknames so we've uh, we've got fanta and fanta 2 fanta 1 just drank fanta but he's a grown adult who does that and fanta 2 is a man that drinks fanta but also loves wearing orange one of the names of people that we do have is bernard who's my husband's brother started chatting to him last night he was never on the, the death list one of the first things he said to us last night was that his wife gives him a blowjob every morning. So um, we just thought that was a little bit of an overshare. And this morning they've been very, very sheepish. So um, that's the kind of location we're in. Bye. Well, Gareth, thank you so much. I mean, where do you start with that, to be fair? <laughs> to be fair, where do you start with that? Let's start with the blowjob in question. <laughs> bit of an overshare but there is some theory behind this it's the invisible third who was it was it Foucault don't know what, don't know why I'm looking at Debbie in the corner as if she knows who fucking Foucault is the um the idea that heterosexual men always have to bring their sexuality when speaking to queer people they always have to bring in the invisible third so be oh oh, my wife oh my girlfriend you know what i mean where often queer people if they need to contextualize their partner they'll just say oh my partner or you know etc but straight men it's something to do with masculinity and things so i wonder if it's in that ilk you know oh i get a blowjob i'm not a big nelly like you lot actually (laughs) It's bizarre, isn't it? The things that uh, heterosexual men who feel threatened by queerness or who want you to realise that they're not queer, as if we wouldn't know, just look down at their fucking awful shoes. <laughs> I don't know why straight men think they need to profess it to us. Oh, darling, we know you're wearing Sauvage. <laughs> you're wearing light washed denim, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't feel you need to come out to us. We can very clearly see. So there's that. Now, you know what I'm going to tell you, Gareth? You're going to get a badge for being a first-time caller, long-term lurker. But working-class guilt, we've got to divorce ourselves from it. Do you know why? I've said it before, I'll say it again. Working-class luxury, working-class softness, working-class success. These should be the narratives. We should be able to be comfortable as well as be common. The the dominant narrative of, like, pain and commonness is, is obviously something those of us who come from poor and or working class families have experienced. We've experienced pain, shame, guilt, the rest of it. But I think once we 
start to be able to be afforded once we've caught yeah and and that doesn't mean everybody you know success values need to be measured by sitting on a beach in fiji lovely as it is you've sent in a lovely picture i've seen that from um producer tim producer tim send it up i'll get it up on the, the instagram at after the term pod um that's not what i'm saying here what i'm saying is whatever form of softness and luxury looks like and can be afforded to you we should be afforded it we are allowed nice things I don't know if I need to put that on a t-shirt or a badge. I'm not fucking making badges. We are allowed nice things. So you sit there, you enjoy planning the murders. I mean, we're going to use this as evidence should anything come to light. Should anyone called Fanta Limon get killed in Fiji in the next couple of days? I'm going to be using this as the evidence, okay, for my Netflix series. I'm not going to give it to the police. Don't be daft. It's going to be the basis of my Netflix documentary. Hiya, Scotty and Pub. Um, I said to myself, I actually wouldn't call again because, well, I have called before and you very wisely didn't play them because I was in a really bad space when I did it and I made a bit of a tit of myself, probably. I don't know, I've deleted them now. So I'm Michael and I am they, them, he, him, please. The reason I did call is because the priest kink conversation, I just couldn't let it pass. As one of the, uh, the the Catholics on the team, obviously, I have thoughts about this. Okay, so it is totally such a thing. I'm sure you knew that, really. It's not my thing, not to kink shame other people, but I do kind of think, you know, like, I was an altar boy for long years, well into, like, my 20s. Um, and I think people who actually don't work closely with priests and maybe maybe they just go to church or maybe they don't go to church at all like it's more of a kink for them because it's kind of like seems more illicit and forbidden but if you've actually worked with them you kind of feel differently that's my opinion i could be wrong but to me the ones who are cute and camp and fey and who you maybe would in another scenario like you wouldn't think about them like that you would sort of make yourself not think about them like that because you know that if you did it would really upset them and it just fuck things up for them and you just can't do that and the ones who would be up for it are just unpleasant dickheads they kind of probably went into the priesthood because they're raging misogynists with god complexes of their own and you know it's just unattractive I actually didn't call to say that. I called to say because it made me remember my first brush with pornography, uh, which was also my first brush with the priest kink. It was the 90s, early noughties. I was maybe somewhere between the ages of 9 and 12, so I was I was very young. And I hung around with a group of kids, as you did, and... One of the kids was like, oh, you must come to my house because we usually just played outside. We never went into people's houses. And he said he'd found this video and it belonged to his brother. And we all watched it. And I can't remember what it's called. I wonder if someone in the pub <laughs> from a very vague description could recall it. But I, what I know now is like it was very like muscly, heavy set bears probably from the 70s. At the time, I was just like, there's a lot of very big, hairy men with big beards, lots of, like, big hair, big beards, running around in the mud naked, doing press-ups, and then cut to one scene where there was a guy in a priest robe and a twink kneeling before him, 
you know, getting it out of his pants and uh, and filleting him. And we all sort of made lots of noise about how awful it was. And it didn't stop us from watching it once more the following day. And the people who were most vocal about, oh, look at this, it's terrible, um, was me and another boy. And said other boy is now happily married, has a lovely husband. So, yeah, not to kink shame. I guess if it's people's kink, that's lovely. But it's been around definitely a long time. And I'm sure it's been around probably as long as the old cassock has been around. It's very camp, isn't it? I wish you all a very good day. Ta-ra. Hi, Michael friend. Welcome. Now, let's just address your first point about not using calls. And this isn't directed at you personally. It's directed at the room because you're not the only person, I imagine. I've been told there are moments like this. I haven't been told about the calls that you've left, so I haven't heard them. But we do have an editorial policy where we don't put out stuff that feels too vulnerable or in process. If someone is caught in that moment, we just don't think it's right. Because like you say, future person of them might be absolutely mortified that that's published. Future version of them might think, feel very vulnerable about that being out in the world. But also, as we've said many times before, we are a space for mentors, but we're not a mental health podcast. And we don't have the capacity or the facilities to be able to hold people in the ways that we would hope we could hold them and ways in which we would hope other podcasts that do call themselves that would hold people and we just know they don't, you know, and also for people listening. So... I'm really glad that you felt that that was the right decision to have made. It's really lovely to get feedback like that because, of course, some people can feel hurt when we don't use their calls, but it is purely, like, it comes down to, like, time, the amount of space, and whether or not it feels like the safe thing to publish as well. So, Michael, thank you very much, dear. Um, I was really tempted to look up what St. Michael was. I can't remember St. Michael. I'm so obsessed. I mean, patron saint of um, department stores... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, just one for me. Sorry there. Oh, Archangel. Oh, yeah, you got the wings, babes. Yeah, what are you the patron saint of? That's that's patron saint of Jewish people, Catholic Church, Vatican City, Normandy, and against lightning strokes and windstorms. <laughs> it's so niche, isn't it? Isn't the Catholicism just bizarre? Now, I think I'm going to put your question around pornography to him indoors. Quite the connoisseur of the Gurth and Murph movement, shall we say. So we'll see if James is willing to pick up the blower and tell us if he knows which sort of ilk of production house was producing that material. If anyone doesn't know, James, <laughs> I'm not putting him on the spot here, James's work is all about researching the Gurth and Murph movement, fat queer, pornography, print media, etc. So we'll see if we can get him on the blower. He's very shy, bless him. But we'll see, even if we can get a message or an email, we'll see. And um, when you said the priest pulled the thing out and he got flated, I thought, was it a crucifix? <laughs> I wonder if that's like a thing. Like, you know, rosary beads. <laughs> pulling out the rosary beads. Oh God, it's vile, isn't it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> How have we 
we've got ourselves here. <laughs> yes, no kink shaming, but hilarious really, isn't it? Oh, I love that, Michael. Thanks for joining the gang. And I think you said you are a Catholic in the present tense. So see this as confession and you go get on your knees and do four Hail Marys. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Get the kettle on and get a brew, but stay tuned because coming right up, it's the Picky Tea Debate. A shout out to allies and save our pub. Uh, This week's Patreon exclusive comes from the person who called from a train in India last season. Do you remember them? Well, they're now back in Europe and they're after some advice on what to say to a younger person who's experiencing OCD. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone if you want to listen to that. Thank you very much to Charlie Emily and Zoe, who joined the gang over on Patreon this week. So much love for you. Thank you. We do really appreciate it. Um, Also, thanks to Alex. Alex increased their monthly authoring this week, which is a thing that you can do over on Patreon if you're able. We are so super grateful that you did. Um, Jake left a comment over on Spotify. Remember, you can now do that over on there if you listen to us on that platform. Uh, Each episode has like a QA, and a etc. bit. Jake says, Dave, 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 so much love for that message. Yeah, I mean, that call from the self-titled ex-bigot from last week has spurned a lot of chat over on our internet space too. So uh, Instagram after the tone P-O-D, lots of people saying that that message gave them a lot of hope. Yeah, I feel that too. Nat on Patreon seemed to love the chat about Joan of Arc. (laughs) I thought last week was a lovely episode. If you've got a confession, an admission, something you want to get off your chest, you know you can always send us a voice note to this number. Zero, seven, double, eight, two hundred, three, four, two, zero. And for the shy types, why not email us after the tone pod at gmail.com for those things that you can't put your voice to or shouldn't put your voice to. <laughs> right, let's get back to it. Hiya, Scotty, it's me. Um, and a big hello to everyone in the pub as well. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm calling in today because I wondered if you had seen, there was like an article in, I think it was in the Times or something, about this phenomena that's um, been on TikTok and Instagram and all the other socials about girl dinner, right? And um Basically, it's like this whole thing where people have this like aesthetic looking plate of vegetables and maybe some pickles, a bit of cheese, but you know, some nuts, looks really nice, quite fancy. And yeah, people are calling it girl dinner, right? 
And Nigella had put this tweet out that said, no, this is just a picky tea. This is just picky bits. And I was outraged. And um, I've never been so compelled to call the pub in all my days because that's not what picky tea is, right? Like, I don't know about you. I don't know about everyone else in the pub. But for me, a picky tea is like all the beige. So you've got, you know, your sausage rolls, you know, your little sandwiches, crisps. You know, and in terms of vegetables, I mean, you're asking, you know, really asking for a lot there. You're probably going to get maybe a coleslaw, maybe a supermarket potato salad. You know what I mean? Anyway, it really made me think about class and and picky teas. And I wondered, firstly, what's your dream picky tea like? And secondly, what, what do you think about girl dinner? What do you think about girl dinner? Anyway, love you lots, babe. Bye. Oh, look, we've got ATT alumni, Cat. This is Cat, everybody. Everyone, round of applause. <laughs> A great human being. We love them. Lancashire's finest, I might say. Now, thank you very much, Cat, for your call. I've just looked up this tweet in question from Nigella Lawson. What does fucking Nigella Lawson know about a fucking picky tea? I'm outraged. A picky tea does not belong to the upper middle class mouth. They wouldn't know a fucking picky tea if it hit them in the face. They call it small plates. British tapas. Contemporary small plates. They wouldn't know a fucking... And you're right. You're absolutely right. A picky tea is very low value beige finger food. It's a buffet. A buffet, if you're that way inclined. I'm actually outraged because I feel what it's going to cause is a sense of like... Is it not... (laughs) I'm so furious. (laughs) So furious about this. But I just feel what it's going to do is it's like Waitrose is now going to be doing like picky tea buffet platter things. And like, it's just going to get gentrified. I mean, aren't they just happy with buying up all of our fucking affordable housing? Do they have to have everything? (laughs) So yes, I'm livid. I'm absolutely fucking livid. Nigella Lawson is a no from me. Usually, a woman who can do no wrong in my eyes. I mean, you know, she's camp, Michael Wave, etc. Do you know what I mean? She knows, she's playing to the gallery, babes. Do you know what I mean? But this, nah, you're dead to me. No, thank you. Now, a girl dinner. Here we go. I'm going to have to look it up. God, if we couldn't make sure that women femmes and those who are assigned female at birth have, like, fucking difficult time as it is with food. Like, we have to fucking turn it into a trend. Girl dinner TikTok trend explained. Dietitians react. Here we go. Oh, yeah, it's just... Oh, do you know? It's just posh people, isn't it? Oh, do you know what? It's so... Oh, fuck off. So it's like popcorn and, like carrots and celery do you know what go fuck yourself now listen if you choose to eat in that way you're choosing to eat in that way we don't need to gender it we also don't need to endorse these harmful super gendered way of eating like somehow that men are allowed food that somehow the food that men is allowed can be much more luxurious and guilt-free and hassle-free like where is man dinner boy dinner 
Do you know what I mean? It's so misogynistic. It's so layered in absolute fucking bollocks and other ways of controlling people. Oh, Kat, I'm so glad you brought this in because I think we're all going to have a fucking opinion on it. So if you're doing your fucking girl dinner, subscribe to the fucking Nigella Lawson because she can go fuck off as well. Hey, ATT. Hey, producer Deb, Tim Katmeyer, and hello, Scotty. Hope you're well. I just have to pause this week's pod because I'm up to date now um, to say a massive thank you to Dave. What a beautifully eloquent message and show of true allyship for our community, especially our trans family. It blew my mind. I'm, um, I'm really moved and we need more of that lots fucking more of that because the world is a scary dark dismal place for so many members of our community so yeah thank you dave that was fucking amazing well the message aside you know how i feel about it i spoke about it extensively last week you know where i'm at with it so this isn't me brushing over it but i think for our transgender non-conforming non-binary etc friends, lovers, cared for members of the gang. I don't want to centre the voices of one ally. Lovely as it was, I just don't want to centre that. I want to centre the voices. And I don't think that's me being rude to the people that have called up. I think they are very much from the messages on, on, on that train as well. But what I do want to say is Jake is with us, everybody. <laughs> I feel, oh my God, the elation. I was on tender fucking hooks. I thought, well, if Jake drops us halfway through, well, we know, don't we? That's the sign. It's the litmus test. That is the sign. But Jake has stayed with us. Now, now the fucking pressure is whether Jake will stay with us, with us. Do you know what I mean? So no pressure, everybody. The phone lines are open. Hello, Jolly. And all you wonderful people behind the microphones and buttons, it's Kara here. Glory, I haven't got much to say, but I baked a fucking for catcher. Yes to that. And just remember, there is a saying we heard recently, there's your biological family and then there's your logical family. And I'm liking a lot more than this and this sort of softy, softy chosen family. It's logical that you are in my life. Because all of what you said as well is that honesty and trust and people around you being truth tellers is what you need. Get straight to the point now. I'm too old, too full of bullshit. What do you want? What do you need? And relationships are built on transactions and you're right. And that beautiful thing you said about jealousy. Oh, girl, that get a point. You're right. There is always light in every negative, you know. And as you're right, in those negative emotions, there is light. It shows you stuff that you possibly want. That's possibly aspirations. And places not to go as well. Yeah, and I also suggest, since we're skinned, let's do a telephone. Ha! Isn't he on the telephone? Now let's do a suggested room and everyone out there so we get together and do some sort of massive fundraising event for After the Tone to keep the community pub afloat. Get the roller decks out. There's a few people about, you know what I mean? There's a few little things in towns. I reckon we could all put our minds together out here. There's a lot of creatives out at the pub. I've seen them all giving a little skit. That JRF and what's their face from up north. There's a lot of talent out there, isn't there? Could do like an old variety performance act show for everyone and little fundraisers for you all. Do you know what I mean? Save. Save our pub. 
Stay strong, stay true, and remember, most importantly, stay you guys. <laughs> Adorable. Baking a focaccia. Well, that's what it's come to. Eh? I know in one breath I was saying, you know, we working class luxury. A focaccia, you might be fucking taking the piss there. I buy my focaccias, actually. <laughs> Oh, there's a lovely bakery up the road from me. Oh, and I'm very well versed around those parts as well. So quite often if I go in towards the end of the day, they give me one for free. Oh, that's just who I am. Do you know what I mean? Very amenable person. Yeah, do you think I'm giving this charisma just for you lot? No, I exude it in my lifestyle. <laughs> so that's the focaccia for you. Oh, I wonder what you put in it. You know what I mean? You can't just have it plain, can you? You've got bits and bobs in it. <clears throat> now... Serious mummy voice now. Look, we had this conversation about, oh, should we start a Kickstarter or one of, you know, crowdfunder things? And we were like, if it happens, I think the audience need to lead it. So if you lot want to gather together, I love you being like, there is some talent in here. (laughs) Not fully explicit. There's a lot of talent. There's some. (laughs) If you lot want to do something like that, we would be obviously very honoured whilst we try and keep the wheels on. Um, So we'll hand that one over to you. You can have that discussion with yourselves. But you know what? Don't come in here and say, no, I just baked a focaccia. You know I'm going to need more detail than that, Dolly. And that's shallots. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought because we were on a sort of food theme. (laughs) Don't look at me like that, everybody. Okay? Stop looking at me like that. At least Stevie and Colchester's probably laughing, possibly laughing, maybe laughing is not laughing. Um, Lovely show. I really think that Nigella chat's going to kick off a few storms. I want to know, you know, me and Kat, we're desperate to know what... What? What's the word? What consists? Thank you. A picky tea in your lifestyle. Okay. Want to know the parameters? Want to know how you feel about the Nigellas coming in on the picky tea vibes? Okay. We need to know. Uh, lots of other things there. Allyship, working class luxury, another postcard there from Fiji. Yes, please. Church kink. I mean, where else are you getting this fucking variety? Okay. So, you know what to do. Numbers in the description box if you want to join in. I've given you the email. You know the Instagram. I mean, come on. How many other ways? I could, do you want me to send a fucking pigeon? Let's not get into the bird chat again, please. That took me a long time to get over. British Podcast Awards are still running the Listener Awards still. For God's sake, please. Could we just end this? It's open until September the 5th. Can you imagine? So it's now time for you to start getting your friends to vote, okay? BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash voting. Listen, we will be back before you know it. Thank you so much. I'm having a right old giggle with you. So from love, from me, Debbie in the corner, say goodbye, Debbie. Never says anything. What a maudlin bitch. Tim and Maya. And of course, the Illuminati cat that was in the room today. We'll see you very shortly. But remember, tell your friends about us because, you know, let's. What makes a party makes a crowd? Oh, do you, uh, okay, I'm going to go now. Bye. Dolly, also, I've just listened to the Patreon episode because obviously it involved moi. And it's lovely. And the other stories were on there, obviously. It was lovely. It was lovely. But, darling, there's a massive but. It didn't feel right because there wasn't you. You weren't there. And I want you to realise how much you are this show. You are the landlady of this pub. And we're all here to hear your opinion, girl. Or to hear whatever you've got to say about whatever's happening in there. 
Anyway, all right, so I can only talk for myself, can't we? Well, for me, it's always half, how can I get her to laugh? How can I get her to cry? Or just being honest with your own life to you. But you've always, it's always been what she got to say about this. So I miss that. And also on the bigger scheme, as I, I mean it, this is a call out to everyone who's listening. Come on, girls. Boys and girls, all those in betweenies. Do you know what I mean? All those beyond the binary. Let's get our old nana hats on. Do you know what I mean? Let's get the nana hats on. Let's get knitting. Let's get stitching. Let's get the sort of like, you know, tumbolas out. Let's get the local raffle halls going. Lemonade stand. Come on, girls. Come on. We can do this as a community. Save our pub. Save our pub. Save our pub. Tone after the tone after the tone. Leave your message after the tone. After the tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.